0: to the Wise Men Say podcast, a preview podcast, as we look forward to Sunderland versus Plymouth Argyle on Saturday at the Stadium of Life. 3pm kickoff in the studio with myself, Frankie Francis. Tonight we have Rory Fallow. Hello. And we also have Matthew Keeling. Hello. How are you both, first of all? Are you alright? Yeah, good. Not good? bad. Yeah, really good. Second we- pod in a week. Yeah, oh. you're bit getting uh, quite uh, prolific this I feel, week. I feel Rory. like Mickey Lough. Like, it's, yeah. it's his role the to- the, the workhorse, these the league One the team. podcasts. <laughs> <Thinking> <laughs> yeah. <fast>. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll start by looking back at the weekend's game because we always like to start off doing that, even though it's a preview pod. We're going to do that. Um, of course, uh, Rory, you were down there. We heard your reaction slash uh, pre action. <laughs> preamble? Yeah, preamble, I guess. Uh, down there at Bristol. Matthew, you, you weren't down there, were you at the weekend? No. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, it was a 2 0 victory down in uh, Brighter, uh, Bristol. Sorry, and McGeady scored um, at the weekend. Incidentally, McGeady scored twice earlier in the season against Plymouth. We'll get onto that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but uh, Rory, was it a good afternoon? The summer's out. Another victory yeah, and a back-to-back wins. now. Great day, Bristol. Obviously, a good town um, full of great pubs.
1: What one thing was really weird is after the game, we went for a pint to the pub that we'd been in before, mm.
0: and. Like One of you, those genteel rugby pubs you went. to. Well,
1: in. it was was like quite like a nice pub, lots of like different like ales, craft ale, real ale, etc. Mm. But then after the game, like you saying, full of rugby fans, like to the extent of, like you know when the World Cup was on, mm-hmm. like the, the actual proper football, football World Cup, yeah. Like it was like a pub would be for that, and you, it was just like really weird because unless you went to a rugby club, you wouldn't get that round mm. here. And there's
0: a lot of people. I guess Bristol is a rugby
1: city. Yeah, and it was sort of, like, bordering Wales as well. There was a few people, like, in in Wales tops as well. But also a lot of people dressed like Charlie Methven in, like, (laughs) jumpers and and pink trousers. And actually, before the game, Charlie Methven was in the pub as well. Um, But, yeah, great weather as well, so perfect day to be stood
0: on an uncovered terrace on, like, at and Stanley yeah, but, like, would, in yeah, December. But you were discussing <laughs> the the, uh, the the ground on the, the pod at the weekend, and you said it was, uh, I think your dad figured out, it was like, they've taken bits of every kind of sports stadium and stuck it together. Yeah, he's, like, really, like, dining out on his, uh, his, his little joke there that he made. I like that. Um, but standards. yeah, it's
1: true. Like, it was just a, a very weird ground. It was, like, only about 25% football stadium, then 10% sort of race. Was it a
0: dry stand as well you were in? Yeah, One, because yeah. like
1: wherever you were, you were always in view of the pitch. Right. Um so there was like a tiny little like burger stand thing, but yeah, there wasn't any, any beer in in our end.
0: Have you heard um uh, another podcast, Top Flight Time Machine's uh solution to that? No. Is to give away blindfolds with every pint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's It'd good. be great. <laughs> then at least you could like go well at the stadium like you got go to your seat.
1: you could yeah. sit down and have your pint. Yeah. Rather than be like crammed in the Grey, cold. Yeah, uh, it would have
2: been great last season because you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have what <laughs> you know. It would have been perfect. You'd just enjoy your drink. <laughs> yeah, a
1: blind drink. Yeah. yeah. Or you could just like promise to close your eyes. Maybe. Yeah. Which last season
0: again would okay. have been yeah. perfect. You probably your hands were your head was in your hands anyway. Last yeah. season, yeah. So. perfect. Something in that. Uh, yeah, another good win, back to back wins, and can you feel a bit of momentum starting now, Matthew?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's settled down after the the transfer window, all the drama going on surrounding the the incomings and. Well, possible outgoings that didn't really happen, but yeah, I think we've started to hit a bit of a stride. Mm-hmm. Obviously Saturday, well, I'm sure we'll come on to it properly, but it'll be a tough game, but I think that performance last week was about a standard of win, as, you, as easy a win as we're going to get. We made it look very easy. Yeah, it was like watching a sort of when a
1: top-level Premier League side goes away to someone like Huddersfield or Fulham or something this season, like if like Man City, I know, like probably like, blow those teams away, but it was just so routine, so mm. comfortable, no shots on target for Bristol Rovers. Yeah. We we should have really got another couple of goals. I think those two games that we've just won, Gillingham and Bristol Rovers, not like with no dis- well, a bit of disrespect um to them. You know, Bristol Rovers are terrible at home. They've got like the second worst home record right in the league, Gillingham. Although the you know they did get a couple of goals aren't a great side by any stretch of the imagination, so it's good to have those two wins going into a game against a Plymouth side who are in really good form. I think they've mm-hmm. only lost something like once in their last ten league games, doing mm-hmm. really well at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they did show actually in the away game, which I think you went new Matthew, Yeah, I did, yeah. That the were the were quite handy. McLaughlin um, was arguably man of the
2: match. Yeah, that he day. made a few great saves. I remember them. I remember Ply- Plymouth's official account tweeting the stats of the game. <laughs> yeah. Along with the scoreline, oh, well, to say yeah, that to they, say should, that have they been should have, have won. One. Yeah, but it wasn't like the match report. Just essentially that as well. Um, I, c- I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was here are today's stats and result. Yeah, it was brilliant. Hopefully,
1: yeah. more more of that. Chris, I'm fine with more right. of
2: that. Yeah, it was yeah. peak peak
1: peak hair off. But
0: looking back at the, the weekend once again, uh, Luke O'Nine, um in the goals once again, and uh, not just you know fighting for his place in the team. Yeah, right back where he is now, but perhaps you know, in for a shout further up the pitch, Rory.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough with 0-9, because we were, we touched on it on on Monday, but he's doing so well at right back. You don't want to displace him from there, and actually have to keep him a clean sheet. You make the argument you don't want to disrupt the back four at all. Um, and if he was going to get moved further up now, I think it probably would have happened. Mm. Obviously, Catamol and Grant Ledbetter are going to stay at the base of that, so the only. The only option for him really is to get in that spot ahead of that, but Honeyman's occupying that. Honeyman's really liked by Jack Ross. I personally like really really like Honeyman as well, so I wouldn't take him out, so it would probably take an injury for O9 to go further to go further up, but Lee, how he said it on Monday's pod, he's made a really good point about being the heartbeat of the team. He does, his influence is so positive, mm. probably stuff we don't see behind the scenes as well. And he's still contributing with goals, five goals this season, five, six goals maybe, sorry. Mm. Um, from right back, majority, is a fantastic return. And he yeah. keeps getting in those positions as well. He's clearly got
0: quite, a, quite an instinct on him as well. And similar to Chris Maguire, who looks like he's going to be out for... You know, up to six weeks, well, probably five weeks now. As we look at the situation, he, he his presence on the pitch he's one he's a personality on the pitch, isn't he, mm. Matthew? Like Maguire is, and I think maybe you know we lack for not having those personalities on the pitch. Maybe a little bit in the in the in this m- mediocre part of the season we've been having. But you need those characters, especially in League One, to yeah. to snap back at a player when a foul goes in, to run up to the referee, you know, yeah. things like that. He
2: is he's like a mini Maguire.
0: Your yeah, Mini Maguire. Nice Maguire. The nice Maguire. The Maguire you, you would he, marry. The Maguire you'd <laughs> take home to meet your parents. Yes, but he yes.
2: does have that element. You're <laughs> right, though. He does have the the element of shit Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, um, he doesn't.
1: He's not scared to throw himself into a challenge or yeah. anything like that, is yeah. he? And I think one sort of thing we don't think about him because we've signed him from a lower level is he is a winner. He's worked. He's 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 worked really hard mm-hmm. to to get up the leagues. And he, got promo- he won promotion with Wickham last season. He's yeah. coming in with a lot of yeah, momentum. Yes, so he would have been in this league Yeah, anyway, exactly. So he yeah. But, he's, be, but he's still got that element of, oh my God, this is a massive step up. I might not get to play for a club of this calibre. And it's a testament actually to him being a winner. And the fact that he came here, really struggled initially, and it didn't faze him. He fought really hard to get back in the team. Well, he worked
0: hard on the training pitch. Exactly. Allegedly, he's one of the ones who's still behind after, you know, practising things like finishing. Yeah, just went to a pub quiz in uh, Bolden last night. I apparently, just because he was
1: bored. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> like what a what a lovely <laughs> lad! Footballers
0: should do that more often. Yeah. Fair, like fair play like it's great that's good <laughs> did he win the quiz do you know
1: I don't know I don't know I just heard that he went to the quiz and there's something on his if you look on his Instagram story there's like a there's a post about it on Ooh. there from the day
0: alright uh, well look, let's look uh, ahead at the weekend's fixture then Plymouth Argyle we've touched upon it already uh, Matthew you were down earlier in the season we beat them uh, 2-0 the stats were against us well the XG stats I'd imagine were <laughs> yes. against us but uh, McGeady scoring twice some of them find themselves with uh, Ian McGeady, their top scorer these Days, uh and I think he's on eleven in all competitions, yeah. isn't he? Um Ed McGeady, he's having a great season, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's enjoying his football, and you can tell. You, you can know? tell, yeah, you can. And, and as a, as a Sunderland supporter, watching from the from the the stands as well, Rory, isn't it just enjoyable to see someone, you know, just absolutely skin a every time? Like, there's not many times as a Sunderland
1: supporter you're going to get to watch someone who is so consistently better than the yeah. opposition. We might get like a bit of that in the championship, I suppose, but who is just such a level above and mm-hmm. just like look like I tweeted that picture of him from Sunderland to I die, you know, when he's getting the snowballs thrown at him. He's yeah. got like the <laughs> caption where he's calling the kids embarrassing. He must look at opposition fullbacks and just think who are you? Like, and because he, he's got that arrogance, and he and he mm-hmm. plays that way as well. And even when he scored the free kick, I know he did like wheel away in celebration.
0: But when you look at him, he's just like that's ah, an out, yeah. and that's like it's so good to watch. Just knowing, I think this might be his best return in a season for goals, or maybe level. I'm not too too sure what his uh, career stats are, mm, but they can't sure. be. You know, he's on eleven already. Still a couple of months to go. Yeah, it's pretty and impressive. And stats. I think that's. It's not just the goals from it's like you were saying before. It's about
1: him enjoying his football. He's had some difficulties. Like obviously broke through, um, fairly young at Celtic and started quite well there. Got the move to Everton, which you know he had a dip there ended up going to Russia which again started quite well for him and a dip there and then he sort of found himself in a bit of a wilderness and he had to drop to the championship to sort of rediscover a bit of love again but then again after that he's come to he came to Sunderland and you know he wasn't terrible for us last season but he's had a i think it, everyone had a bad season a, last yeah season. exactly yeah exactly so now he's like finding that again so i'm I wondering from his perspective he's maybe just thinking cause how old is he now as well Sort of like 28 29 no 29? he's like 30 to 31 right. 32 oh, well, so he's very even much, further yeah. em- emphasise that then he might just be thinking well if I can stay somewhere where I am a hero I'd, I'm not saying he'd stick around if we didn't get promoted this season but somewhere where he is a bit of a hero he's enjoying his football it must be important to him and if he just keeps delivering on the pitch the way
0: he is mm. like, like I'm saying it's just an absolute joy to watch yeah absolutely Um Let's look at the the Plymouth then. It's currently 14th. But you're just saying, oh, Rory, they are on a bit of form at the minute. In the last game, they won 5-1 as well against uh, Rochdale. A bit of fortune for Sunderland. It looks like, well, their, their striker, uh, Freddie Ladapo, hasn't trained all, all week. Hmm. Uh, and their manager, Derek Adams, has came out in the last day or so and said that he will be facing a last-minute fitness test. But, you know... The fact that those headlines came out earlier this week yeah. suggests he's not going to feature. And that's good for us, because he's scored 15 goals this season, which is a good re- return. And apparently we were interested in him in that <laughs> mad January. Was he one of yeah, any, I was going to say, many yeah. strikers we were linked with in January. Yeah. Uh, so that's likely to happen. If it does, that's got to be um, a big boost for, for Sundon. Also, um, Antonio Sasovic, uh, is it? Their midfielder has been suspended, and that's going to be a miss for you, so... They're going to have a changed side in you know what was relatively a good run for Plymouth. They've, um, they've scored 45 goals this season, conceded 54 and currently sit on 41 points. Um, it's not really straightforward, but the fact that they're having to change and that they haven't got their star man, Rory would suggest, they might come for a draw.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing we have to remember with these sides is they don't have the strength and depth that we have. Mm. And we spend a lot of time talking about Charlie White on Monday's pod, and it's not working out from here, but every single side in the division, I was actually gonna say, apart from maybe the top two, but actually with Barnsley losing <laughs> Key Moore, they'd probably snap your hand off for Charlie White now. You know, these teams would take the players that we sort of not look not look down upon, but the ones who are say struggling for us or aren't our by far from our best players so the type of player that Plymouth will be bringing in to replace a player like LaDarbo, mm. it's not going to be anywhere near his quality and that's what we've got to take advantage of I think we can really send a message in this game by mm. not just winning comfortably but we, we were thinking over that run of three home games like let's let's give some a hammering and, mm. and it's kind of looking like it's been coming Gillingham we scored four goals we were flown forward quite well and Plymouth, in w- with the form they're in, they might come and play quite open, and we've we've seen that a lot from from teams at the stadium, like where they come in that first twenty minutes and give it a go. Yeah, and some and sometimes that's actually worked to the opposition's favor, and we've had to like fight from a goal down and get results. But I just think if they come and play quite open and fancy themselves, it'll really suit us, and we can get in behind a little bit more, especially with the form not just McGeady's in, but the form that Griggs in as well. He's even though he's only got one goal, people might who aren't Sutherland supporters who aren't watching him every week they might not realise just how massive his contribution's been. What
0: was it like at the at the weekend, Rory? Was he doing that thing where he's he running into the, the running both sides of the pitch, getting yeah. the ball up from everywhere? Yeah, he was outside he was, the box, inside the box. He was everywhere. Just... Do you know what? He's getting more and more like a Kevin Phillips kind of striker. You know? Yeah. Like the way yeah. like Super would be all over the Go pitch. Go and pick it up from the halfway yeah, line. Yeah, if you had that, to. Yeah. That's not what I expected.
2: I hadn't seen a great deal of him, to be honest. That's not what I expected. I just thought expe- he he's played on his I speed. Did? He'd turn a yeah, turn on the, defend, and run onto right, it. On the, on the shoulder of the yeah. last man, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or, or in and around the box.
0: I wasn't expecting to beat six foot no. four defenders for no, headers. Absolutely not.
1: No. So yeah, and again, that's a, that's a Phillips thing as well. Yeah. Uh, he, he would do that. So it's good to see that we've replaced... Because Madger wasn't just a poacher sort of forward, so mm. we there has actually been some logic in getting Greg, like you were saying, Matthew, I, I thought the same, that he was just someone who was prolific, played off the last man, was a poacher, but he's much more than that. And when you've got him and McGeady up front together, yeah. but even like players like, what, be it what more, Gooch, Honeyman, that's a lot for defences to think about, that's a lot of space you're yeah. opening up and... It's working at the minute.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely is. So do we think that the team would remain relatively untouched from the weekend's game than Rory, given the fact that uh, Jack Ross has came out today and said there won't be any injury updates from the likes of uh, Oviedo still out? Yeah. Uh, Donald, Love, Donald Love's coming back though. Back in the <laughs> team. Finally. Get him in the team straight. Yeah. The mascot. Yeah. Holding hands with Max Power. Are we going to see a change in the side, the starting eleven? then? I, f- I
1: can't really, unless he's not really given, unless there has been something that we don't know about and he's not given it away, back four would stay the same. I wouldn't change a centre-half partnership after keeping a clean sheet and... It was the most assured that the centre half have looked for a while. Flanagan looked good, didn't he? Yeah, Flanagan was really good. Um, really, really solid performance. And Dunn as well was just doing the basics well, wasn't getting like caught out position. Um people could say that's the opposition, but I think the main thing it is is having Leadbitter and Catamore
2: in front of them. They're just so classy, like le- say, sorry, say, no, no. it's the the opposition, but like we've played some really poor teams this season and managed to concede more like one or two goals against them. Yeah. So I think it's testament that Flanagan's our best defender. I think he's. I think he is he is a is a very good defender. Yeah. Obviously, he's got mistakes in him, but it's the level we're at. And I think, to be fair, done on Saturday, they just totally controlled
0: the. Their front line were never ever any threat no. at all. Uh, just slightly stepping backwards for a second. Um, other things that are clicking at the moment: set pieces.
1: Yeah. Huge, like huge part of our game. Again, mm. another and it was a short one, a bit of a routine. But another goal from a corner. Um, again, it's 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 an improvement. It was something we were worried about earlier in the season, and now it's it's the opposite. People are saying well, yeah. we're only scoring from set pieces.
2: People are sort of moaning about it. Like, well, they still count. Yeah. <laughs> like, play to your
1: strengths, like and, and even the penalties against Gillingham, we got into really good positions to like win those. Yeah, penalties. like that one
2: or nine one, the first one against Gillingham. It's probably a goal. Though, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, but I think like to go back to Catmull and Ledbetter.
1: No, know Catamol's obviously potentially got fitness problems, but I think Ledbear, um is only going to get better. He's getting more and more up to speed. He's looking sharper and sharper every mm. game. Um, I know he's had to be substituted a couple of times due to the lack of match fitness, but you would just hope that that keeps going up. And he's just such a good operator. You can tell that he's a top-level championship player. And similar with, with Catamol as well. Um, so I think that as a sort of... A de, a, not a defensive unit I think that's not to give them praise enough especially with the lead bit for, for going forward but I think that's really solid I think pretty much any team in this league would, would find
0: that hard to get through and we have got that strength and depth Matthew in, in the squad and I always find ourselves uh, looking at the bench increasingly more because the the, the starting eleven is starting to, starting to knit a bit yeah. You're now looking well what's our options on the bench what's our plan B um, Sterling wasn't I don't think he was on the bench at the weekend again, No was he? he wasn't So no. maybe he'll be back uh, for this weekend as he wasn't mentioned as, the, as in the injury players uh, list um, But would you like to see maybe um, Benji Kipioka on the bench as well Matthew? Yeah For me I'd, I'd have him on the bench every week
2: purely because he's total I think uh, Mickey said this before he's total chaos when he yeah. comes on and I think obviously he's very raw and I've not Seen, I don't think I've seen a player as raw well as him play for the first team before. But he's quite talented. He is evidently talented, and hungry as well. Yeah, got a good free kick. I think for the
0: 23's did, in the good week. Good point. Yeah, part of
2: the part of the thing with him is he's half the time he's got no idea what he's going to do. So <laughs> they've they've got even less idea what he's going to yeah, do. So he's a hand grenade. isn't I he? think if you need a goal in the last few minutes, he's just come on. Yeah, hand grenade. Yeah, yeah. Totally. but I think that was why the Sterling signing for me was almost a bit, a bit of an odd one because. He's obviously not going to start many games. You wouldn't have thought. Mm. Um, so and obviously he's not our player. Yeah. So mm. should we just have persevered with Kimmy or ahead of? I don't know.
1: Obviously his bench in general though has been quite interesting, hasn't it? Because yeah. obviously you've got six out outfield there. I think he's probably wanting to have two central midfielders there just in case Camo pulls up. So McGee are, uh, and Power. Yeah. Almost. There, so there's two. Yeah. You probably want a defender on there. So that's going to be. Sterk or Baldwin. Yep. So you're only really looking at three places. He's He obviously likes having
0: Wyke there. He likes Morgan. Yeah, Mor- actually, yeah, see, Morgan, but, Morgan yeah. was excellent when he came on he? as
1: well against Bristol. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was really good. So then you're only really looking at one spot. Um, and obviously, that depends on who starts. But you've but you got Whatmore? You've got Whatmore. You've got Gooch as well. Like if Gooch, it's, yeah. it's one or the other probably starting. So. And then you've got Sterling and Kimi and it just goes back to depth and though, Adam Matthews it? isn't like yeah like yeah I didn't even mention him like we, we've got so many options when, when we're fully fit like you'd be and if Oviedo is fit as well like where yeah. does he come I'd in have, that? I'd or Maguire I like Ma- do like Hume Matthews as
2: well. though I, I am an advocate of Matthews in the side you're but, an adv- advocate of Matthews yeah being in the being of the well the name as well. at the expense yeah, yeah <laughs> the, at the expense of <laughs> of 0-9 or would you push 0-9 further up? Um, well I think we've kinda said you can't really drop him, can you? I don't know it's it's harsh to I guess the only the only sort of
1: vulnerability in the in that starting eleven is probably Duncan Watmore. And that's that's being harsh. I thought he did work really hard against Bristol Rovers, but he's only got one goal. He is getting sharper and sharper, and I don't think we can expect too much from him. And he doesn't half tie defenses out. Yeah, well, I think so Morgan up against
0: did, him for 60-70 minutes. Yeah. I think Morgan
1: that. really did benefit from that. The same way White was getting, was great, getting. Yeah. I made that point on Monday. Um, it would be interesting to see if he might fancy starting Morgan, but then again, we've got the Checker Trade semi-final on Tuesday, so he
0: might be thinking Morgan in for that. But cliche goes, it's a good problem to have, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, Connor Brown was a young man who lost his life at the weekend on a night out in Sunderland there is likely to be a minute's applause on the 18th minute at the Stadium of Light on Saturday. Uh, this has clearly shocked and touched a lot of people in the city and even Liverpool and England international Jordan Heddinson has recognised this and donated to an online fund set up for Connor's family. Connor followed the lads home and away and everyone involved with Wise men Say would like to express their sympathies and encourage everyone else to join in on the applause on 18 18th minute. Right, moving on from that horrible stuff. um, Predictions for the weekend, Rory. How are we going to do it? Three? three Three-nil?
1: I think it depends on Ladapo, on whether or not we keep a clean sheet, because I think that pacing trick... All
0: right,
2: let's say he's not playing. He's not playing, then I'm going to go for three-nil. Three-nil. Uh... I'm always very optimistic on these prediction pods on a five nil. I was wondering what way you five, were going to go there. No. I'm always very optimistic.
1: So It'd be very like, league one
0: for Plymouth to win five one, then lose five nil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a good shout. It's consecutive Saturdays. <laughs> Remember
2: uh, when we did that against beat Palace four nil away, and then <laughs> and then lost four nil at home to Southampton the week later? <laughs> Is that, in Don, in Don we did. We've, in
1: we've actually beaten Plymouth five one at the stadium, tonight, haven't we? Yeah, under Tuesday Mick Tuesday night, McCarthy. I think that was.
2: Tuesday night.
1: That's some schedule. That's excellent. (laughs) Play Plymouth. Sunderland versus Plymouth on a Tuesday night. I think Sean Thornton scored a free kick. Great. Get him him in. Get him back. Bring him in. Yeah. Have him do the draw at
0: half-time, frankly. Put a word in. Who knows who's going to wield out. There's always someone different. (laughs) You know, we've had everyone from strictly stars to people who have played one game. Sean Thornton. (laughs) Sean Thornton. Uh, What else have we got to plug? Well, the guys will be in the Peacock before the game on Saturday. I believe the guest is Gordon Armstrong. Always good. Always good. Get yourself Always down. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in the fan zone, which is taking place in the Beacon of Light. I think we're going to have some music from uh, the Mackham Folk singer. You ever seen him? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I went to college
0: with his daughter, actually. Which just doesn't really actually mean anything, but there you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Mickey Loff is coming down from Wiseman City to represent... Sunderland's Mickey Lough. Sunderland's yeah, Lough. Sunderland's Mickey Sunderland's Lough. Mickey Lough is coming down to speak there. And we should just mention that Gareth Stephen... Uh, for some reason, Craig and Richard have gone <laughs> as well. To, uh, I was saying this to Frankie before, Matthew. Did you even realise
1: Richard had gone? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was I've just got, in not a not picture. Until, not until
2: yesterday. I got the Metro to work with Craig and he went, oh, Richard's picking me up. And went, all right, fair. It's <laughs> like, you know you know, when Mickey decides to go to an away game on yeah. <laughs> like the morning yeah. of? It was yeah. like that with Richard. Richard Rich, decided Richard to, to Terry Butchett w- w- away. With a tank full of petrol in the morning, ready <laughs> Well, that's it.
0: The, the, down, the, the, the head honchos of uh, Wiseman say are down doing uh, one of their manager uh, podcasts. They've actually got... Um, ex-England captain and, of course, Sunderland player manager as well, mm. wasn't he? Uh, Terry Butcher. Um, so I don't know if they're going to his house or anything. Maybe Gareth will probably be asking to see his bloody bandages or something yeah, like that. Oh, Have you got any bloody bandages there, Terry? <laughs> going through his Shows drawers. The bloody shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be something good to look forward to. Yeah, and that'll
1: be really interesting. Very interesting time in the club. Like yeah. one that you don't really, unless you sort of We're lived there. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't really tend to hear too much about it obviously this is the famous story when we played Newcastle in, mm. the, in the derby game which will be interesting to hear his thoughts on mm. um, but yeah it's it's kind of a bit of a wilderness sort of time at the club isn't Definitely. it because it's just before that Peter Reid era mm. yeah so it'll be really interesting to hear about the the state of things at that time
0: yeah I'd imagine we'll hear that all in good time they'll get it shipped up uh, ship ship and uh, ready to out to the masses thanks (laughs) Uh, the reaction pod will be following the game uh, with James Uh, he'll be gathering thoughts from the rest of the wise men say posse and other voices in the pub after the game if you are going to the game have a nice time and we'll see you soon (laughs)